What's up, NBA fans? It's here. It's happening. The bubble has started. Today is the first day we saw some guys arrive to enter the NBA bubble. We've gotten sneak peeks of what it's like to be in the bubble. Thank to some, thankful to some ESPN reporters who have agreed to already enter. We've gotten Snapchats, uh, pictures on Twitter of everything from the lunch to the dinner uh, to the great things and the not so great things are. Uh, about being in the bubble and we've got some teams making some signings and players also testing positives so many questions still left up in the air and this is only just the beginning of this NBA experiment and we still have four more weeks to go until actual games are played are we actually going to get to that point we'll see we'll discuss that we'll discuss the new signings um, we'll discuss some of the positive coronavirus tests that have already happened um, and as well as if we actually get to an end which ending would actually be the best between the Laker ending, a Clipper ending, or a Milwaukee Bucks championship ending? Uh, but before we jump into all that, we got a trivia question right here for you, Sean. You know, J.R. Smith, he's back. JR, it's either J.R. Smith or J.R. Swoosh. We don't know who's coming back. It's J.R. Swoosh, 100%. <laughs> but he's back. He's officially a Los Angeles Laker. So here's the question for you, Sean. What month and year was J.R. Smith's last NBA game. I don't expect you to know the date, but <laughs> if you can guess that's... at least the month or the year, you know, the month Man. and the year is worth, you know, oh that's obviously gosh. 100%. If you guess the year, you know, that's 25% credit. The yeah. month is can be pretty difficult, I think. Yeah, that makes it pretty specific. Uh, okay, so I'll say that the year is mm, 2019, and the month is... May. No. April. April 2019. Wow. <laughs> not for not kind of close, I guess. I guess you're in within the same season. <laughs> so the last NBA game J.R. Smith played was in November 19th of 2018. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, 2018. man. 2018. Even I couldn't believe it. I had to double check. My <laughs> it's almost everything. been two years since this man's yes. played an NBA game. Exactly. Holy because, cow. And because if you don't remember, like, he was on that Cavs team and he had some disgruntle. He wanted yeah. them to trade him and they couldn't. So he, But they, they never traded him, right? They never traded so him. I, so. I, thought, I thought he at least was playing in some games. I, I did not remember that. Yeah, he was never traded. Then he got waived at the end of that year, and then was just never picked up to start this to start this year until wow. now. Um, so basically, the last performance we saw from J.R. Smith was November nineteenth, two thousand eighteen, against the Detroit Pistons, where he played a magnificent five five minutes, <laughs> oh, went man. one for four, um, and had two fouls. Two oh, points, wow. one foul, one foul. Two points and one foul. That would be almost enough to make our worst performances of the week <laughs> segment we used to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess we'd give him credit because it was only five only minutes. Five, so we, yeah. So you didn't get a chance to really shine out there. But that's the last time we saw J.R. Smith. Um, and, I mean, looking back at the other stretch of games he played that year, nothing impressive stands out. So... The Lakers must really be seeing something special here in these workouts he's done. Or it's just LeBron. You know, I, I'm surprised LeBron would back this up after the hilarious game one <laughs> meme, obviously, that we we're so accustomed to seeing these days. But I, I I guess he must be keeping himself in shape because they wouldn't just sign this guy if he didn't actually give them somewhat more of a chance to win a championship in this bubble bowl, which I'm going to call it the bubble bowl because <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to coin that myself. I think, I feel like I thought of it myself. I'm calling it the bubble bowl. I haven't heard anybody <laughs> else say it. So right. sure. It's yours. <laughs> this is mine. I'm really proud of that actually. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just J.R. Smith. You feel like he's just way past his prime, obviously way past usability. And we talked about this a little bit in our last podcast a few weeks ago where we're like, doesn't it just make more sense to give a combination of KCP, Alex Caruso, and Danny Green those minutes that you're missing from Avery Bradley sitting out? Because is J.R. Smith really is is him giving giving him fifteen to twenty minutes a game actually helping your team or is that hurting yeah. your team? And I, that that's not really a question that you can confidently answer at this mm -hmm. point. And it's like 
I would way rather just give more minutes to Danny Green and KCP at this point that they actually play in NBA games on a regular basis. And you're just going to tell this guy to come in, you get eight games to try out, and then we have to put you into a seven-game playoff series. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I don't know. I guess old habits die hard, and <laughs> LeBron just can't get away from his uh, his old buddy. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what to think of this either. My my intuition tells me that that what we'll actually see is that J just a lot of J.R. Smith on the bench and more KCP, more Caruso, more Danny Green. But we'll see, man. I mean, there's gonna be moments where they might need a scorer off the bench and J.R. Smith is gonna have to be that guy, just run the corners and bang, and throw down some threes. We'll see. It's like they had a guy just like that, you know, a guy just can come off the bench and shoot threes. His name is Troy Daniels. <laughs> and they, right. they waved him. It's like, if that's what you want from JR, you had that. You lost it. And now you have the, uh, the same version of this guy that hasn't played in almost two years. You know what? I just realized Quinn Cook is still on this roster, too. I would oh, think Quinn Cook is yeah. probably a better choice than JR Smith. I mean, unless you consider the fact that he's the worst ranked defensive player in the league. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got to at least have closer to NBA legs than J.R. Smith. I got to think. I mean, <laughs> when's the, that'll be another trivia question. When's the last game Quinn cook played in? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Actually. I don't know. It's just so uh, he's so nothing, you know, <laughs> no yeah, impact. A lot of questions, but you know, we'll find out in, about four weeks when the official game start, and then we have some of those scrimmages happening uh, before that. I guess yeah, it's really closer to two weeks now when those scrimmages start. It's up in two weeks from here. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the 8th today, 22nd, I think, is when the scrimmages start. Yeah, so things are going to start moving quick now. Um, are those scrimmages going to be on ESPN? I hope so. I mean, they got to be. I mean, they, <laughs> they got to be. The first scrimmages to take yeah. place on national television. <laughs> I mean, I'm. It'll be funny. I just, I'm so excited about it, but I also can't help but laugh because I'm not sure like what kind of product we're gonna get out there. It's gonna be terrible. It'll be better than like the knockout game between Paul Pierce and who, whoever else they were doing back when it was like April and they were desperate for content. <laughs> oh, like the horse games that they were playing and stuff. Yeah, sorry, not a knockout. Yeah, it was horse. Yeah, that horse where they're just filming on their phones with like great the grainiest footage <laughs> they're like super laggy it'll be at least well it'll well be better than that <laughs> yeah i think so um but i guess that's a perfect segue segue into this our first point here in terms of like headlines going around the league is the nba is close to signing a deal that would create a second mini bubble in chicago for the a teams that will not be in orlando with the target start date in september with mini camps and scrimmages against all against each other uh and for all these teams that are going into this mini bubble i mean uh, this is one of those things that i'm also just kind of scratching my head a little bit as into <laughs> why does this have to happen you know why Oh, yeah. Why is the NBA doing this? Well, I feel like I mean, it, I think it's a hundred percent in response to all these teams, especially I think the Hawks, uh, maybe the Timberwolves to an extent. Some of these teams that are just a bunch of young guys that haven't figured it out yet. The mm. the front office, the coaching staff is like, hey, it's not fair to our guys who aren't going to get to play basketball for like if we're talking from March to December, like they won't play basketball for nine months. It's not fair that they don't get to play basketball while these other 22 teams do. And then we'll be at a disadvantage for next season. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like chill out. OK, you guys can go to Chicago and play against each other. All right. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's basically what I get from this is like it's just to appease all the teams in the league and make them feel like the NBA is doing something for them, even though like, obviously they don't deserve to play right now because they, they didn't have a good regular season. You know, it's yeah. just like, what are you going to do? Um, I think the best quote that came out from this though is, is from Larry Nance. It's being like, look out for warriors versus Cavs round five. Y'all weren't <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> yeah, there it yeah. is. That mini bubble is going to, it's going to take the spotlight from the, from the Orlando bubble, man. We get to watch the warriors versus Cavs again. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to think of some epic, uh, head to head names, you know, to replace LeBron versus Curry. But, I. I right away in my head I got um 
Shoot, and now I forgot this kid's name. <laughs> Colin Sexton? <laughs> Colin Sexton. I was like, yeah, LeBron versus Curry will be replaced with Colin Sexton versus... And then I was just like... Steph Curry. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, yeah, Steph Curry, but I, I'm not sure these guys are, are going to be there. But, you know, not considering Clay Thompson or Curry... Um, or or you know Draymond Green, who 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 are we slotting well, in? Well, I mean, you got the Hawk, you got Trey Young. Trey Young's gonna be in the mini bubble. Oh, but I, I um, guess I was thinking more Carl Cavs Anthony versus Towns. Cavs versus Warriors. Oh, like who was from that Cavs team? Oh yeah, it's like Colin uh, Sexton versus who? Colin Eric Paschiel. Yeah, Eric Paschiel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Eric Paschiel. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> marquee yeah. matchups, marquee matchups yeah. all around. Those I don't think any of that's going to be televised at all. It's just going to be like a training camp like environment and they'll get to play against each other and that's fun, you know, mm-hmm. but keep keep you a little bit basketball shape, you know. That that's really all it amounts to, but uh, I think it's I think it's cool, you know. That they're trying out a mini bubble. I I I like these bubble experiments from them being experiments, you know. Yeah. Because it's not just the fact that we get to watch basketball. It's what happens when you isolate all these people in one place. <laughs> Does the coronavirus get in? It's a really interesting experiment, you know, and it's actually, I think it's going to help. I was reading an article earlier today talking about how the coronavirus um, people that are they're researching it, they're really fascinated by the NBA bubble. And they're like, this is actually going to help us research the disease and see how it travels. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. guess in terms of like whether or not they get it or if they do get it and how they went about getting yeah. it. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they're speaking from the fact that like yeah, inevitably someone's gonna get it because it's not a completely sealed off bubble. You know, like you have yeah. deliveries shipping in, you have people going in and out, like we talked about last week. Like someone's gonna get it, and how much that spreads, it's it's gonna be very good research material, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you got you you've got a pretty isolated uh control group here and then yeah. <laughs> so you see what breaches it and I mean, when we'll talk later like whether or not this actually is going to get to its end and what that'll look like. I mean, I think most people are excited about this, but I think most people share our same opinion. John, we're like we're not sure if this is actually gonna reach the finish line here yeah it's like you said like you said in the beginning it's like we're gonna talk about like if we make it to the final yeah like what do those storylines look like we're not even sure it's gonna happen but i mean hell i'm i'm down to try it you know yeah (laughs) like Like this i don't like yeah i mean is this second bubble actually gonna happen if the first bubble can't even get to its finish line yeah well yeah i guess there's less people in the bubble right because only Mm -hmm. eight teams that's a third less of the players I don't. Even, I feel like you gotta. Uh, that's, see, that's another experiment too. It's like, okay, this big bubble didn't work, but what if it's a littler bubble? You know, like <laughs> tiny yeah. bubble might be better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was also just thinking one last thought on that is like, uh, most for most part, or like at this normally at this part of the year, the NBA is re- relying on summer league. Uh, maybe not large amounts of revenue, but I got to think Summer League has gotten a bit popular the last it couple has. years. So. Yeah, you're right. Man, yeah, watching so, like uh, Lonzo Ball Summer League, man, like that's where I think when it really took yeah, off. Yeah, that was in a sold mind. out crowd. <laughs> I don't think a Summer League had ever really sold out like that. Yeah, that was unreal. But yeah, yeah, there's no real Summer League that I, I don't think they're going to do that for so this I season. Almost, yeah, so I'm just thinking maybe these scrimmages will end up being televised, and I guess that would be our version of the summer league mm-hmm. to yeah. some degree. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it might not be the same. Obviously, it's going to be more than just like the rookies too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I am getting excited because it's like we are into July now, and like this is the month that it starts, which is like, obviously it's towards the end of it, but it's really exciting. Cause it's like, this is real. Like this is going to happen. Like the guys are in the bubble now. <laughs> like, yeah. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. We're getting the workout videos. It's happening. There's no yeah. turning around now. <laughs> um, anyway, so switching gears here though, the one thing, the, the other parallel that was also happening alongside the virus and holding back the bubbles, of course, the social justice movement that's going on in our mm-hmm. country these days. And, there's a couple of players who really stood firm on that ground on, you know, not allowing the return of the NBA to be distracting of that point. And one of those characters was obviously, or people was Dwight Howard. And, uh, you know, Dwight Howard has now officially announced that he is coming back and he's playing with the Lakers and he's going to be giving the remaining of his season salary to social justice charity case causes. And as well as Patty Mills, um, 
I mean, that's that's so commendable. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I like action. I mean, I'm all for more actionable uh, things, obviously, than just. I mean, you know, trying to send a message is also important, but doing an actual thing like something actionable. I think it speaks volumes, and for Dwight Howard to do this, I think it speaks a lot to his to his character. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's one thing to be posting on social media, right, or like mm-hmm. talking with your friends about it, but to actually put your money where your mouth is and put put your actions where your words are, like that's mm-hmm. a totally different story. And it's it's super awesome to see this ha- play out. I, I think that you will start to see some more NBA players come out and say they're going to donate the rest of their salary as well. Um, obviously, like Patty Mills, Dwight Howard, they don't have the largest contracts in the league, but it's still a sizable portion of money that they, mm-hmm. they are giving. I mean, if you, I feel like if you compared it to like the percentage of money that like me and you make, like I would say it's still like a good, a couple percent of what oh, they yeah. of like what their like net value is overall. And I think if if people look at it from that perspective, it's like you don't have to like be a millionaire to give something towards these causes. You know, you you can give two to three percent of what you make. You know, that's I mean that that's just something that you can we all of us can do. And so I think they are going to motivate people. Not just other NBA players, but fans and um, anyone else that's noticed them doing this. They're going to motivate people to, to take more action with this. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This all is reliant on crowdfunding. And when we all just give a little piece, it does end up being a larger piece for this pie. And I think that's always important to keep that perspective. So, yeah, you you are right on that, Sean. Um, mm-hmm. So commendable to see these guys do that and also for the NBA to also you know reach a compromise with the players union and allow players to promote social justice on their jerseys we've seen already the WNBA was the first to do that and now the NBA is following suit here so players are going to be able to use messaging some of the approved messaging that the NBA and the players unions have agreed is is allowed and they're going to be able to use that stuff on their jerseys to kind of, you know, continue the, the the positive social justice messaging um even when the games have officially kicked off. Yeah, and it, yeah, we are seeing uh statistics come out earlier today saying that t- so far 285 of the 350 players that are entering the bubble are going to be promoting social justice on their jersey somehow um where their name would normally be with only 17 having opted to continue displaying their own name and uh, the remaining are undecided. Um, and, it's, and another interesting decision is that equality um, is the most popular name being chosen right now. Um, I think that's headed by Chris Paul, the head of the Players Association, obviously a big leader on the floor and off the floor. Um, he'll be rock, rocking equality. I think a lot of other guys will be rocking equality. Very similar messages to that. Uh, so I, I guess what what are your thoughts on on this, Alan? Like, do you think that this should be something that every player should adopt, or is it unfair for us to expect those seventeen people that haven't opted to do this? To, do we should we expect them to do this, or are we okay with them not doing it? No, I mean it's. I think it's entirely up to the player. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd hold any ill will against it. I mean, I think it's. It's. I think it's a cool thing to do, but again, it's. It, you know, in a realistic, grounded uh, viewpoint, it's also not the most impactful thing. You know, from from yeah. one individual to do it. So I think in in a in a crowd sense, it, it it looks really cool and it does continue the messaging. But if one player decides not to do it, I think it's. I think it's totally fine. I mean, it's up to them uh, whether or not they want to do it. Now, my question here is, you know, is this going to be adopted for uh, in terms of like being able to for fans to buy this stuff. I mean, I wouldn't mind mm. buying one of these jerseys. It seems like a cool product, honestly. Yeah. And, and you can get custom jerseys already, right? That's like true. you can put whatever you want on them. But yeah, yeah I I think yeah, having like a a Chris Paul quality jersey, like that there's some value to that, you know. Like mm-hmm. I, I could see that being being something cool that they do. Um yeah, yeah I I agree with you though, Alan. I, I did I did think about that before. I'm like, man, if I was like one of those 17 players like I feel like I'd feel so much pressure to do something, you know, because like if I choose not to do it, are all the other players going to think like, oh, like he's racist? Yeah. Or like he doesn't care about equality or he doesn't care about like all this crazy stuff happening. It's like, 
I, I just don't feel like that's fair to those players so. to yeah. force them to do something. Um, even though it's like, it seems like it'd be super easy to do. It's like, why, why wouldn't you want to do it? I don't know the reasons why they don't want to, like, maybe they just don't feel that strongly about it or they're like rather keep to themselves. And then a really good point. Actually, I was talking with my girlfriend, Katie about this earlier. And a good point she brought up is like Michael Jordan was like the pioneer of not getting involved in anything mm-hmm. other than basketball watching the last dance seemed like he didn't even support the black senator against an obviously racist ingrained um incumbent and so when you look at that you're like yeah like he just wants to play basketball and that's okay and that was okay back then and it we still kind of see it as okay now like even though there obviously was points of contention amongst espn people amongst all the reporters like should michael jordan have done this it's like at the end of the day it's like no like he just was there to play basketball he wasn't there to make a statement and i think it's totally fair for these 17 guys to be like yeah i just want to play basketball that's what i'm here to do yeah exactly i think i think you could i mean we'd have to really ask them but to know their reasons but i think that's a great point i mean i'm sure some of them are probably don't haven't even really thought about it Right. Like maybe they don't yeah. even really think about this issue. They're thinking more basketball and uh, coronavirus and keeping my family healthy. Uh, who knows? And I think the other part of it, too, is what I was going to say. I'm sure some guys feel maybe pretty prideful about having their names, their actual names displayed. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like some of yeah. the guys who, you know, may not quite be there all the time. You know, like a LeBron who has like a prolonged career and Anthony Davis, like some of these guys who you know, they're probably only going to be in the NBA for a year or two. Who knows? They're just fully focused on basketball and they probably would rather have their, their name. Uh, maybe they take pride in that for a fam for their family's sake also. Sure. Um, I don't know. There could be a lot of reasons, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think it is quite, um, I would say fair to criticize them. I think for not being, for not joining in and, and promoting, uh, opting in to promote social justice on their jersey yeah for sure and it's like I, yeah i i just hope that like they don't get pressured by the other players or like i mean maybe, maybe they will i don't know but like i don't know if they're looked down upon for not doing it you know like hope i hope that isn't something that like tarnishes their image when they get on the court and it's like oh this guy or like oh lebron has his name on his jersey that means he doesn't care about anyone but himself you know yeah. like like that's I feel like that's gonna be a story. Like we'll if a see. big name player like we don't I don't know who these seventeen players are, but if it, if one of them's a big name player, like they're inevitably gonna talk about it, you know? Like this is just there's so much storylines with people picking certain phrases or, or choosing not to pick any phrases. Like it's a story either way, you know? So it's like it's all gonna be under scrutiny. And it's kind of it's kind of a positive and a negative in that it's going to be under a microscope, which is good because there is a lot of social justice promotion happening there, but also it's just going to get just under a microscope and it's going to be ridiculous. Like me just going to blow it up. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens here with that. And because you're right, we don't know who those players are, but I'm going to say that a lot of those players who don't have it are probably some of the more rotation players. Like I, that's what I'm guessing. Cause I got to yeah. think some of these star players know that there is potential, or maybe it's international players who don't quite understand the the magnitude of this, you know, in terms of American yeah. culture. Yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. I, I, I imagine that'd be true. The, the thing, the funniest comment I saw in some of these, like, Reddit threads about this was, <laughs> Kawhi's going to change his name to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Kawhi's probably the classic example of a guy who's like... <laughs> I'm here to play basketball, be the yeah. best basketball player, and bring a championship to the Clippers, you know? Yep. And I'm just following directions. That's yep. that's that's the total kind of guy I could see Kawhi Leonard being. I'm not sure. I'm just, I don't, fo- I'm yeah. just following my programming. Yeah, he's like, my trainer says do this today, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> he says don't do that, then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that's yeah. who I see. it. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see who those guys end up being and whether or not they get scrutiny will – Probably likely, but likely not. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on now to the 
fact of the coronavirus and sort of its spread on what we know right now in the NBA. So what we do know is that 25 players have already tested positive for the virus. That adds up to 8% of the players that we know are going into the NBA bubble. And again, that number 25 is what we know. There is, it is possible that it's actually, it's very likely that that number is bigger. How much Mm. bigger? We don't really know because there are teams like the Kings and the Heat who have just gotten positive results but are not actually disclosing the number of staff or players who have gotten a positive test. But we do know they've shut down facilities as a result of positive tests. So we're kind of – this is one of those things that everybody saw we could at potentially sneak up on the NBA is as we keep getting closer and we get we keep you know ramping up the testing – uh, that more and more positive tests are going to come out, and what is the NBA going to do about that? Is you know, are they still going to follow the two-week protocol and uh, follow and you know reach a consecutive number of negative tests before falling into the bubble, or do you just throw your hands up and kind of <laughs> say, "Hey, this is not something we're going to actually be able to pull off." And also for context here, one team in the MLS restart had to completely pull out because of the number of coronavirus tests that they got on their team. (laughs) That just made it impossible for them to continue moving forward. (laughs) So we've already seen it in the sports world happen. Not saying it's going to happen in the NBA, but just something to keep in mind. Or were they in a bubble too? I'm not sure. I think they're doing like an MLS bubble too as well. Yeah, I don't know much about the MLS bubble, but man, that that is crazy. And that that would be terrifying. I'm thinking of a scenario where everyone's just asymptomatic in the bubble. Like, well, <laughs> y'all have coronavirus now. Guess you might as well just keep playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like that would happen, right? Like if like, everyone was asymptomatic, they all had it. They all tested positive for it. It's like what are you going to do? Like, we already all have it. Where do you go from here? We're already in the bubble. We might as well play it out. Exactly. So that's like, I guess, also like the social experiment and that could potentially happen here where it's like, okay, everybody has it. Nobody is like, you know, dying or anything. Should we just keep going? <laughs> just keep going. It's so weird. Yeah. And I but mean, yeah, one, it... one number to also call out here is that what we know is that three of those positive tests have come from the Pelicans. You know, three is not a significant number. But when you look at it from a basketball roster standpoint, it's like 14 players, three are already tested positive. Like, mm-hmm. what happens when you if you get to six or seven? Like, Ugh, does the yeah. team pull out? <laughs> Not if you're the Rockets. You only run eight guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah. No, that's a good point, though. I mean, you look at, like, the Kings, right? They We were talking about last week they had, what, Jabari Parker, Alex Len, Will Cauley-Stein. Or uh, he was on Dallas. Or they had Buddy Heald. Buddy like, Heald. They had three guys, yeah, they had three guys test positive. Still planned on playing because it happened before they had to enter the bubble. But it's just like, yeah, you have the three on the Pelicans and then the the Brooklyn Nets, man. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like they are they are if if the Wizards weren't in this bubble, I would say the Nets are just so toast. Like they are the worst team in this bubble. Like, do not deserve to be here. Like Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler, two of those three guys, obviously huge pieces to this team. Already not having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, obviously, too. And it's just like, how are you going to compete? I mean, Karis LeVert, he's a great player. But you have no depth anymore because you lost three of your normal players. You got to go out and sign some randos. <laughs> it's like, why are you even here now? You know, like your best case scenario is getting swept in the first round by the Bucks or the Celtics. Yeah, it's like they're not going to be able to put quality basketball out there. I mean, Karis LeVert is nice, but uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be I don't know. I also don't want to say it's going to be like bloodshed because who else? I don't really know how well everybody else is going to do. But overall, the Eastern Conference, though, has taken a big hit from all of this. Bradley Beal also opting out of the restart. Uh, You got the Brooklyn Nets hurting. (laughs) I mean, all of a sudden, the Magic is going to look like one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and they have home home state advantage, too. (laughs) Exactly. They might be able to sneak sneak into like a six seed. I'm not sure how far back they are from the Sixers, but... (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, the Pacers also... Yeah, without Odalipo. Exactly. (laughs) Malcolm Brogdon uh, also testing positive for Corona. I mean, he could be... He'll probably be back, but... Yeah, I think he's still going to be back, but like... 
yeah, you think about it, you're like, wow, like, I mean, I, I think we're not giving the Pacers enough credit because they didn't play with Odalipo like the whole season. Oh, wait, yeah, Orlando has no chance of getting anything except for the seven or eight seed, so it doesn't matter. They're <laughs> nine games back at the six seed. So even if they went eight and no and the, and the Sixers went zero and eight, they wouldn't catch up. Um, but yeah, it, it is crazy, man. It's just, this, this is happening all before the bubbles even here. You yeah. Know? And it's just, it's so chaotic. And I, obviously, talking about the Nets, like so many big hits, but the one for the Wizards, just Bradley Beal. That was your only good player on your whole team. Only reason you guys deserve to even like be in the bubble in the first place. And now it's like, why even bother? You know, yeah. it's like you you had Davis Bertans out already. Fine, you know he's a good player, good three point shooter. Don't need him. Bradley Beal's your whole team. This guy averaged over thirty points a game this season. Yeah, and this is their starting roster now: Shabazz Napier, Jerome Robinson, the ex Clipper, <laughs> yeah. Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura, and Thomas Bryant. And you don't have much after that. <laughs> There's no depth to this team. There's no good starting players in this team. This is like one of those Charlotte Bobcats 13-win teams. <laughs> Maybe worse. This yeah. is abysmal. I just don't understand. This is the flaw of the plan, right? It's like you could have avoided to it. Like I, I think the 20-team restart would have been fine, but you had to appease this stupid Eastern Conference team somehow. Give them the Wizards. Mm-hmm. The Wizards even want to be here to just get totally blown apart by all these other teams that are like playoff contenders. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. It's not like you want to be there. You're in an eight-game bubble where you have no chance of making the playoffs. And even if you did, that would be even more embarrassing for you. So look at try to have Troy Brown Jr. guard Giannis. Please. <laughs> please let me watch that. That would be hilarious. I mean, yeah. they might honestly make it. I mean, if the Brooklyn Nets fall off completely and the Wizards <laughs> somehow scrap together a good eight game run because the other teams don't want to try yet. Like they could find themselves in the playoffs, but it's probably not going to happen. I really hope it happens because it'd be hilarious, (laughs) but that's really the only thing they're playing for is just to, for the hope that they make the first round just to see how just disgusting the bucks, the disgusting things the bucks will do to them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to see four games of the Bucks versus this Brooklyn Nets team or this Wizards team. Yeah, but we're gonna get one or the other. One of I know, and, it's and so this is dumb. what we're talking about in terms of like the quality of play we're gonna get. And I already I can tell you, like the Wizards are playing eight games, Brooklyn Nets are playing <laughs> eight games. They're one of these is playing a playoff series. So now we're looking at twenty <laughs> games. A very low quality basketball that Ugh. we're probably gonna get. I mean, who knows? Maybe Shabazz Napier turns a corner. Oh, stop! Thomas Don't, Bryant no. <laughs> becomes the double double machine. That's just a monster. Ugh. But likely, that's not gonna. So again, twenty games that are probably just gonna be low quality basketball. Um, somehow the Pelicans. I bet the Pelicans are playing the Wizards as well. So they're oh, gonna get for an sure. easy they win might there. play them twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do know the Pel- what I do remember from seeing their schedules. They're playing the Kings twice. So oh, nice. <laughs> so again, that's the point right there of like low quality basketball already off to the st- right from the very start from these two franchises. And again, something you didn't have to really do, but the NBA decided to go this direction <laughs> and. Again, this is back to your point, Sean, when you were advocating for the group play. That's why that was kind of a good idea so that we avoided these low-quality (laughs) matchups. It's looking better and better by the minute, man. Just looking at how this is shaping up so far. It's like, man, group play would have been so much better already. Uh, They just didn't have the guts to do it. Yeah, exactly. So... Another interesting one, though, is Landry Shamet out due to coronavirus and also Tabo Sevalosha out due to coronavirus. We know Avery Bradley opted out to, to leave due to coronavirus as well. I mean, these are three quality teams, unlike the Wizards and Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Avery, Avery Bradley is going to have a huge impact here for the Lakers. But what about Landry Shamet, uh, Sean? It seems like he could be an impact or maybe not. 
Oh, I think it's definitely impact. I'd say it's as much as an impact as Avery Bradley not being on the Lakers, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, it's not catastrophic by any means. Like you guys can get by without Avery Bradley. We could get by without Landry Shamit, but it's just a guy you want there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they, they offer you something that you can't really replace. Like Landry Shamit is a knockdown three-point shooter for us. Yeah. Like he, he is, that is his role and he plays it really well. For you guys, Avery Bradley is an energy guy. He plays with high energy. He has good defensive instincts. He's undersized, sure, but he can get out there and he can have a good game. He can have a 20-point game every now and then, especially against the Clippers. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Landry Shamit, he, he fills a role for us, and he's very valuable to the team. I've been a huge fan of Shamit ever since we traded for him last year, and to not have him is going to hurt. And we can't. We don't really have anything to replace him. Like We're not going to find that on the market, so it is just a net loss, and... Uh, it, it will affect our, our title chances for sure. Um, yeah. Just like with the Lakers with Avery Bradley. But I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, Everyone's kind of lost something. Yeah. And it's funny when you look at this because you have to, I don't really look at it through a regular season lens anymore or a playoff lens. I look at it as a Clipper versus Laker lens. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So when you look at it that way, Avery Bradley kind of hurts because he had that big performance against the Clippers and the potential of him having, <laughs> if that was like the standard against the Clippers. Yeah. If he if he's like our kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he can just, you know, average two points a game for the whole season, but against the Clippers, <laughs> yeah, he just he's a 19, alive. Yeah, he's a 19 and 5, oh, no. 40% from three machine. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, and, right. And Landry Shamit, yeah, and Landry Shamit again, one of those guys who was oh played well against the Lakers, and uh, again was another three point shooter that the Laker guards had to chase around off screens and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a tough blow for the Clippers. It's a, there, it's an equivalent exchange. Mm-hmm, I'll say exactly. it's fair. You know, it's like you guys lost Avery Bradley, we lost Landry Shamit, both of equal value to our teams. I would say so. Playing fields even. I mean, you guys have JR Swoosh, so that's kind of a little unfair. <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty fair. Yeah, I think so. So JR Swoosh, hopefully, yeah, he ends up being the, <laughs> the addition to the neutrality we just got. Yeah, you know, if, if JR Swoosh ends up being the difference between the Lakers and Clippers winning a championship, like if he somehow gets the <laughs> Lakers over the hump, I don't know how mad I can be about that. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Like, it, it's just a big meme, you know. I, I, I just I won't be able to believe it. There are always unlikely heroes in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, the Derek Fishers of the world, the Matthew Delladovas of the world, uh. <laughs> the um, who who else? I mean, there you know, Quinn Cooks yeah. of the world just coming no, in and so. hitting a couple shots <laughs> here and there. You know, you know these guys. You know who I'm talking about. I'm trying to yeah, think of I get who, some other guys, but those are the first names that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so and there's all of course there's teams that are still looking for these guys. So we got a list of a bunch of free agency pickups that have just occurred. After looking at this list, I mean there's we could go you know through each one of these, but I mean you got David Nwaba, Cameron Payne, Woo! Jalen Adams, <laughs> J.R. Smith, Hakeem Noah, uh, Cedric Thornwell, Justin Anderson, and Jamal Crawford. So who out of all these guys, Sean is going to be that surprise guy off the bench that just helps win a game or two or, you know, tie up the game with like two minutes to go in the fourth quarter or, you know, help stop a big run in the third quarter from the opposition. And which one of these guys you think is big uh, out of all these to, signings? I want you to try to read my mind right now. Oh, I already know who you're going to say. You're gonna say <laughs> David Nwaba for the Houston Rockets, which I guess I could see it. Oh, yeah, man. David Nwaba. I'm so <laughs> happy for him. Got waived earlier this year. Has had a bad string of injuries lately. It, it's very unfortunate. It's, it's not his fault. He's working too hard. His body's overworked. But now he's back. He's healthy. And he's on the Rockets for this bubble for this bubble run. I'm, I'm excited. I hope he gets some minutes. I doubt he will. But, man, uh, if, they, if they just give him a chance, just give him a chance, he could do something big for them. He, yeah. he fits into their system. He can run. He can defend. He's a small guy that can defend bigger players. What more do you want if you're the Rocket small ball team, right? Like yeah. he's he's he on when he was on the Bulls and he started for the Bulls a few years ago for for a lot of the season. He was the primary defender for the team. He was guarding the other team's number one. Even guarded LeBron James when they <laughs> went up against Cleveland. If you're telling me he's not gonna fit in. 
on this team. He's this is a good fit for him. I'm really excited that they actually noticed that and landed him. And Luke Mamamute is the same. Like I think Ow. the Rockets have the best pickups here. Like Mamamute is a great defender and he is undersized. He can shoot the three. He's a three and D guy. Um, he did that for the Clippers a few years ago. Um, so I, I like the Rockets signings a lot. I, I think the other signings we're seeing on here right now, they're pretty much nothing. <laughs> these are these are just replacement players. You know, Cameron Payne, nothing. I don't even know who Jalen Adams is. I think he was in the G League. Um, Joe Kim Noah is <laughs> more of a joke than anything. I don't know why they signed him. Sundarius Thornwell, also another nothing player. I, I think it's cool that the Nets signed Jamal Crawford. Like, I feel like he yeah. deserved to be on a team. I don't know why it took him this long to get on a team, but, you know, he's there. He can shoot. Uh, seen on the Nets though, so it doesn't matter. So I, I, everyone like I feel like the Rockets actually improved their team. The rest <laughs> of them just like didn't do anything. I agree there. I mean, Jr. Swoosh. If we get Jr. Swoosh, I'd say it's a plus. Uh, yeah. But there's also yes, Jr. Swoosh. Yeah. That's, that's but now that I, but now that I'm looking at this list, I'm like, why didn't we get Luke and Bob and Mote 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 yeah. on our team? Right. Why did we go for him? He's a way better player than any of these guys right yeah, here. Yeah, and it's not like they like jumped on on him immediately. Like this just happened like yesterday, so he was out there available, and I don't know why no one wanted him. I like, didn't know he was. A, he's a good player. Yeah, I didn't know he was available. I thought he was just on somebody's bench somewhere. Yeah, yeah. are we missing something? Like, did he injure himself catastrophically, and now he's like trying to come back? Like, I don't understand why he wasn't on a team before. I don't get it either. He's a couple years younger than J.R. Smith. I mean, 32, <laughs> but he's still got some legs. I mean, this guy's yeah. a, this guy's pretty good. Man, good job for the Rock, man. For as much as Daryl Morey caused problems for the NBA with the China thing this year, like he's a good GM, great GM. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I agree with you. I think that's a these two are good signings for the Rockets out of everybody else. Uh, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's pretty just forgetful. Just give David Nwaba 20 minutes, man. Just give him 20 minutes. That's all he needs. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see. I mean, the Rockets are just a huge question mark in this whole thing. I don't really yeah. know what to expect from them. You know what's exciting about this for David Nwaba? To t- continue talking <laughs> about David Nwaba is that, like, and like, obviously, with some sensitivity, if guys do start getting sick, He's going to have to play, right? He's going to have to, yes. <laughs> like, if, if the normal rotation guys have to sit out for two weeks, put him in. Give him the chance. This is the opportunity he could have been looking for. He might have to play center. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> put him there. He'll do it. I believe yeah. in him. So now, like, the teams are going into the bubble here, Sean. What, what have you thought about all the photos that are coming oh. out here? <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's like obviously exaggerated and yeah, there's a lot of stipulations with it too. Right. So basically you had the first teams entering the bubble with the magic, the nets and the nuggets. And you have this photo taken by Troy Daniels, who I didn't know was on the nuggets. I thought he was still on the Lakers. (laughs) I didn't realize that they waved him and then he actually got picked up by somebody else. But you have this viral photo of Troy Daniels, a uh, picture of his food looks like an airline meal. Right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then you have you have people comparing it to Firefest, which are you familiar with Firefest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, the Firefest. I think, I think most people are. Stuff. Yeah, for, for those of you who aren't, it's, it was basically this crazy music festival that was supposed to happen. And it was going to be awesome, but it ended up being a total disaster and they, everyone got totally ripped off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, the, joke, <laughs> the joke was like they were promised chef. Uh, cooked food. Yeah, and they ended yeah. up getting uh, two pieces of bread with cheese. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and like package. a le- like an old lettuce and tomato on the <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, like it, yeah, it was disgusting, and th- there was not even a festival. But anyway, like people are comparing to that. I think that's a little much of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, it's it's like airline food, you know. Like it's like if you go on a cross ocean trip. That, that's what I would liken it to. It's like you get like a meal. But uh, you have people now saying, look, it's just the first 48-hour period where they have to be isolated in their room until like we know for sure that they don't have the virus. And then after that, it's going to be much better. Okay. So two days from now, we're going to have to check back in again and see, okay, like do we got the personal chefs now? Like mm-hmm. do we have the gourmet meals? Also keep in mind that this was uh, the Nuggets who are in the Grand Floridian, I believe correct so that's maybe the... oh wait no they're actually in the destino yeah that's they're high were... seed yeah, oh, okay they so yeah the... so obviously we're not seeing any 
stipulation between the hotels. Oh, unless, yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless that is actually as good as it gets, and then the other meals are worse even somehow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these guys are used to a much more lavish lifestyle, I feel. So they're probably going to feel a little gypped for a while. But, hey, welcome, welcome to our live NBA players. <laughs> you know, I don't feel bad for you at all. Like, this is what we had to survive on our whole lives. Probably even worse than what you're getting still. Like, so... Enjoy your food, you know? Just don't be a big baby about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to me, it just looks like your $20 plate at Disney World where it's like, (laughs) it's kind of good. The portion is small, but it's overpriced, (laughs) overhyped. Yeah, and I'm sure they can order as much of it as they want, you know? It's not like they're going to starve in there. So quit being babies, you know? (laughs) You're getting getting your meals paid for. It's not like you have to pay for it yourself. You're getting paid money. Don't donate it to charities. Take your free food. Live off your millions. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the challenge is that like you're cooking for so many players at one time, so many people at one time, not just players, but also you know, NBA staff and media members and such. So there's always a sacrifice when it comes to I massive meals. No, that's not to meals. say it can't be done, though, man. I've been to summer camps <laughs> where I've had very good food. You really? know? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I went I'm, Hume Lake summer camp. <laughs> I went to that in in high school. They they had some good meals, man. I, I have fond memories of that place. But see, it's possible with some... Like, it's easy to cook, like, massive amounts of rice, beans, or, like, eggs and stuff. Yeah, that's great. Who doesn't well, what about, that? like, chicken or, like, you know, oh, you or, like, steaks chicken, and stuff like that? <laughs> Steak, maybe not. But chicken, definitely. You, you Dude, chicken's plenty. <laughs> plenty of supply of chicken. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and these summer camp, summer camps are, like, hundreds of people, too. Like, this is, like, the same amount of people. And these are supposed to be, like, this is supposed to be on a much grander scale, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't think they should have it. I think that they're going to have much better food for them. Um, yeah, I think it's funny, though. I think it's <laughs> funny. The Firefest comparisons. Got, got to relive the good memories, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I think it also just looks funny because I, for whatever reason, they're being served in, like, these plastic containers as opposed to, like, plates and you know well, yeah you gotta, you gotta, it's a contactless delivery service you know you don't want yeah you don't want to spread the rona around man yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, gotta keep it keep it all sealed but i think that adds to that look of like you know cheapness of like <laughs> where it looks like you know you just popped it out of the the, the freaking <laughs> yeah. freezer threw it in the microwave yeah. <laughs> right. no, pres- presentation <laughs> yeah they, they don't have guys working on presentation there clearly <laughs> yeah because one of the pictures had like this really nice thing of rice and i was like wait a minute that yeah. that okay that looks like pretty good well-made right. rice yeah it's like it, plating is very essential if i've watched food network plenty of times in my life plating is half of the battle sometimes when you're when you're trying to win one of these food competitions yeah so, exactly yeah if they if they put this on a nice platter for these guys i'm sure it'd be a totally different perspective yeah, I think so. So I'm going to stand up a little bit for the staff at the from the Grand yeah. Floridian here a little yes. bit. <laughs> and the Destino. All yeah. of them, really. Yeah, and the yeah you, you go, staff. You're, you're, you're putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself in this bubble that could end up being an infect, infectious bubble. Like, you're, you're doing it for the team. Just don't get Rona and bring it back into the bubble, please. Yeah, so, and also, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, these guys, I mean, I'm sure the meals are decent and stuff, but something else I found out is they actually have unlimited access to the safari that these hotels have. These hotels have, like, a safari, so they can go out there what? and, you know, see yeah. lions and giraffes every day if they wanted to. Uh, that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, most people do that once in their lifetime or maybe just, like, yeah. once every couple of years. You think it gets old after a few times? You're like, oh, cool, it's the giraffes again. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Oh, no, maybe, possibly. But anyways, if we somehow do get to the finish line here of this whole bubble experiment, there's essentially really only three possible final scenarios, I think. Ending scenarios, I should say. A wow. Lakers win, a Clippers win, or a Bucks win. I don't see That's anybody it. else sneaking in here. Sean, do you see anybody? Nobody. Do you see an argument for anybody to be made? Mm. Well, the Wizards do have about a million to one odds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to think. I feel like the Rockets still have a small chance. Okay, I yeah. Feel like I, the Rockets have a small chance. I'm really interested to see what we get from Nikola Jokic. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess that, they're a, possible. He, that could be a game changer. 90 pounds less Nikola Jokic, man. Yeah. Uh, that'll be really fun. 
But I mean, obviously, yeah, the most realistic scenarios are Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks. Uh, and out of all of these, I gotta think that the Clippers one is the most impressive. Yeah. Well, before, the, <laughs> yeah, before you choose, let's go over them. Let, let's go over them. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah but, I'll, I'll let you lay out your your case for the other ones too. Yeah. Okay. So if we do get to the ending, the question is: is who's ending to this? You know, who's Cinderella story here, or you know ending of this story will be the most impressive. So there's three scenarios, Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks. If the Lakers win, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard will earn their first championship. Of course, Dwight Howard being, you know, at one point being one of the best players in the league, Hall of Famer. So this will obviously add more in terms of legacy rather than just right now. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis could potentially kick off his storyline for being, you know, the next big star of the NBA and for LeBron James, it'll be his fourth ring, getting him closer to the ranks of Magic Johnson and uh, Kobe and Tim Duncan and some of these other names. Uh, but it'll also be the Lakers championship that they need to officially pass the Celtics as the winningest mm-hmm. franchise in NBA history, putting them at 17 versus the Celtics 16. Um, and it'll also be it'll also help make LeBron the first NBA player in NBA history to win finals MVP for three different teams. So that's the Lakers scenario. The Clippers mm-hmm. is the first franchise championship. I mean, this would be huge mm-hmm. for the Clippers. That's the... giant. <laughs> I mean, when you look at back, I didn't even realize they've never even made a conference finals. So that would also be giant. <laughs> so we're, so they're knocking two things out in the same year. It'll be Paul George's first NBA championship again, kind of in the vein of Dwight Howard, and like he saves and adds mm-hmm. to his legacy already. Maybe this sneaks him into the until for sure first ballot Hall of Famer, and Kawhi Leonard will become the first NBA players just like LeBron to win Finals MVP with three different teams. So that's the Clippers mm-hmm. scenario. The Bucks scenario: Giannis wins his first championship, the Bucks' first championship since the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar days of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. becomes the eleventh NBA player to win the championship. I think he's getting the season MVP. So if he does get it, he'll yeah. be the 11th player to get win the championship, get the finals MVP, as well as the season MVP. And here's another mm. just real, kind of far-reaching but also might not quite be is Giannis has also been one of the top defenders in our league. So he could also be the first player in history to rank up a championship, finals MVP, season MVP, and <laughs> defensive player wow. of the year. If, if just that absolute- happens absolute dominance over the league yeah so those are the three scenarios sean so i'll let you go first here you do make a very good case for the lakers i'll say (laughs) because yeah like dwight howard earning a championship is really cool i think lebron getting four is fine but i mean when you when you think about all of the talk that goes around him and jordan back and forth this championship is not going to get him any closer in that argument. They're all just going to say the same thing. It's like, yeah, it does get him closer to the, the magic number six, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has to get at least six. But even then, they're probably not even going to give him the credit. Like, they'll be like, oh, he only matched Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan played baseball. And then he played baseball again, so maybe he would have won ten championships. It's like, he's never going to win. In my, in my mind, he's never going to win the argument. So... I don't think more championships is going to help him with that. Obviously it's great for his legacy in general, but mm-hmm. I think the most, I think the biggest thing for the Lakers is the point where you said that they passed the Celtics as the winningest franchise. Yeah. That in itself, that is what is the, would make it the most meaningful for the Lakers to win this. Yeah. But the question is, is that the most impressive? <laughs> I don't think that ending would be the most impressive because obviously they are favorites to win right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at between the Clippers and the Bucks. The Clippers winning would be very impressive because they've never been to a conference finals, like you said, and we've never won a championship yeah. ever. And I think that's what takes it for me. That would be the most impressive if a team that's never made the, even the conference finals comes and wins their first franchise championship. And it's really interesting because it makes Kawhi over LeBron the first guy to get finals MVP with three teams. And then we start talking about has Kawhi really taken the mantle from LeBron as as the face of the NBA now, mm-hmm. even though you have Giannis over here too. Um, obviously I think the Bucks would be very impressive just from the fact that 
all the talk is around the Lakers and the Clippers. And if the Bucks are able to snake this championship from one of them, <laughs> I'll say it kind of seems sneaky. Yeah. But like, I would think that they would be heavy underdogs against either of those teams uh, with Vegas odds, I even agree. with obviously the, the MVP of the season, probably the best player in the world right now. I think it, it would be very sneaky of them to come win this championship so uh, it's kind of a tie for me between the Clippers and the Bucks about wh- which one would be the most impressive end of the season. Like I think both stories would be very compelling, and I think the Lakers one, while cool, wouldn't be as impressive. Yeah, I one thing I didn't mention about the Clippers that just popped in my head as well is if Kawhi wins this thing, he's also a back-to-back NBA champ on his own. Yeah, back-to-back, and then he can, <laughs> yeah, then, then he can go on a three-peat, man. No. Yeah, three-peat with another team, just jump the ship. Yeah, we'll trade him, <laughs> trade him to, like, the Knicks. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think all of these are pretty cool in terms of when you actually break them down, but you know me, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean in I with my you. bias, and I'm gonna go with the Lakers, man. I want this championship so bad, I think the Lakers <laughs> got to take it, and if they win, I will be beyond impressed. I will be happy. If Bucks or Clippers win, I'll be like satisfied. Um, yeah. I don't want any other team sneaking in so here, I, but yeah. So, so like, you would only be happy with any of these three. Like, you wouldn't want any other team to win it this year. No, no, yeah. no. Okay. It just doesn't seem like it should happen. It, yeah. I, I want to see the. <laughs> you Clippers. want the Raptors to repeat? <laughs> I don't know. I want to see the Raptors repeat. I don't want to see the Raptors in the NBA Finals. I want to see some stars in the NBA Finals. I want to see. No offense, obviously to Siakam, hey, I think he's a great yeah, player. How dare you? <laughs> but I want to see a Giannis versus Kawhi or a LeBron versus Giannis. Like I want to see some star yeah. power in here in this NBA Finals. Like after all this, and I'm sure the NBA is praying for that as well, going through all this <laughs> bubble True. madness. So. Give yeah. me one of these scenarios, and I'm gonna be satisfied. You give me the Lakers winning. Oh, I'm gonna be ecstatic, and, that, <laughs> and, that. and I think it means a lot. LeBron getting four. Uh, Dwight Howard, you know, it's kind of like a Cinderella story in a way. He he abandoned us. He betrayed us. <laughs> he he set our franchise back for years. Maybe not just strictly him, because Andrew Bynum also, you know, <laughs> was Andrew Bynum, but. Yes. He comes back and, you know, I, I think he's going to play a key part in the rotation. And, and if we get to the NBA finals, I think uh, part of it, part of the credit should go to him. Uh, maybe, maybe not half, but like, you know, obviously he'll be a key rotation player. So I think it'll be <laughs> kind of cool to see him get his first ring and LeBron get his spore. And obviously the Lakers passing the Celtics would be huge. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, 10 years was the last time Lakers won. And 10 years later, here we are again. So I'm going to go with the Lakers win. That's going to get me ecstatic. And the other two, you know, will leave me satisfied. So I'm happy with all either of these three, but definitely leaning more towards the Lakers ending. Well, you wouldn't be a Laker fan if you weren't. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, not going to not gonna try to talk you out of it. But, man, that Clippers win. I, I don't care how many Lakers fans come to me afterwards and talk to me about how this whole season was an asterisk. Oh, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I, it, it's a championship by through and through. Giannis said it best. He's like, the odds are even. Like, the playing field's even for everybody. We all have to deal with the coronavirus. It's not like one team has an advantage over the others. So it's as good, tough a championship to win as any of them. Yeah, in a weird way... You could make the argument that it's tougher. I mean, now you're not relying yeah. on these like season stories or season bumps in the road that kind of tilt the tilt the balance in one way for other teams in terms of injuries and uh, fatigue and you know conflicts, like all these things that pop up through the season. Now we've hit a huge reset button. Mm-hmm. Most people are healthy, at least for the top contenders. So. I, this could be tough. This could be the one of the. You could, yeah. you can make, I could see an argument there being for potentially being one of the toughest roads to a championship. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's just who can adapt the most, who can yeah. adapt the fastest, and that that's I think a huge thing. That's really tough to do to adapt to something like this. Something has never happened before. Mm-hmm. You have to go out there and you got to do your job. Yeah, and I think I do think that does kind of suck that maybe that asterisk will be hanging on regardless of who wins it wins it like whether yeah. it's the Clippers, Lakers, or Bucks. But I mean, we'll be talking about it ten years from now care. and see if that yeah. still hangs. 
Um, yeah, I don't care. Championship's a championship. I'll, I will not say the Lakers is an asterisk if they win it. So I expect people to do the same to me if the Clippers <laughs> win it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So talking about 10 years here, final thoughts to close the podcast out. Maybe not quite 10 years, but a good eight years. <laughs> Darren Williams oh has gosh. been getting paid by the Brooklyn Nets. Almost oh 10 gosh. years this man has been collecting uh, <laughs> so then I mean there's a phrase that I go like there's bulldogs who force their way onto teams I'm talking about Chris Paul you know Anthony Davis mm-hmm. some of these guys have just been yeah. bulldogs and just forcing their way to get what they want and there's nothing wrong with it it's you know it's they can do it but you know they're bulldogs they they bully their way into it and then there's Darren Williams here who's collected five million dollars a year even after he's been done playing and he just collected his last check just a couple weeks ago on June 30th even (laughs) though he hasn't played for the Brooklyn Nets since 2015 this is a man who set back this franchise for an entire decade and then when turned around and collected (laughs) paychecks from them during that entire time Five million a year is a lot too. Yes, it like, is. Like man, it just <laughs> it's the that's the bad side of the waving stretch, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you don't realize how far it stretches out sometimes. Yeah, man, that is unreal. Right, and every year that goes by, that decision starts looking more and more ridiculous. But the Nets have finally paid off their debt. That awful period in history that will, I mean, will never be forgotten in NBA history for sure. The, oh, terrible. The signing of Joe Johnson, the trade for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and the signing of Darren <laughs> Williams. Like, that's a stain, but this franchise has finally moved on after June 30th. They have not finally paid off all their debts from that time period. So, congrats yeah. to the Brooklyn Nets and congrats to Darren Williams. Yeah, man. I hope he hasn't spent that money on one place. And for the Nets, man. It is a new era in reality. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they'll be here next season. Yeah, I hope Yeah, I hope Darren Williams didn't turn around and bet that money on his Brooklyn Nets <laughs> franchise winning the, <laughs> winning the title this year. Yeah, let's, let's hope so for his sake. Yeah, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. You know, we'll keep up to date with the bubble, and we're excited to see whether this thing actually reaches a conclusion. Uh, but if not, we're going to be talking about it all the way through. Let's go bubble bowl. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody.